so there um there are times when throughout this uh quarantine that I find myself feeling really restless. And so I think of all the things I can do to combat that. And then all of the things that I want to do or think I could do to occupy my mind I just don't really feel like doing any of them. And it happens a lot at night. Especially after I get off of work. And that's usually a little bit later in the night. And then I just get really... uh, Usually when I get home from work, I, you know, I'll, I'll paint. And sometimes I'll be, like, in a, in a like, a lazy kind of, like, angsty mood, I would say. But then I just go to bed and I wake up and I do, I would do everything in the morning and then, like, leave. And I don't know. There's something about, um, there's just something about being at home constantly that can be a little bit challenging. I also don't feel safe going for walks at night. I just, sometimes at night, I just feel a little bit trapped. A lot of the interviews that you hear from me, I do on weekends usually, which is, I'm pretty good on the weekends because I can go for walks and I can sit on my porch and I don't have to spend the brink, the brink, I don't know, the the bulk of my working or my waking hours at work. Uh, So I get to enjoy a little bit more of the sunlight, I guess, uh, is what I'm getting at. And so I... I did this interview with a friend who I knew has seen a lot of uh, the different sides of me, and this was a night interview, and I really didn't feel like my best self. I mean, I just feel like I was feeling a little lonely, feeling a little stir-crazy, I really wanted to cancel the interview uh, because I thought I would rather be at my best self. But I think in the spirit of relating to others rather than worrying about our egos, I went through with it. So, if... You want to know how some of the rougher parts of my quarantine kind of feel. And, I mean, this was not by any stretch of the mind that bad. Uh, But here is an interview where I just really wasn't feeling like my best self. And yet, a friend came to the rescue. This is how we get by. Ew. I'm good. I'm going to start recording. Okay. Is, do I sound okay? Is this okay? You sound amazing. Oh, wow. But I have to put the um, mic like in a place, so my face might be a little strange. That's okay. How are so wait so how are you? I'm well. All right, so this is my friend Joe. Joe, do you want to introduce yourself and uh, tell the audience a little bit about you? Uh, hi, I'm Monica's friend Joe. Joe McGurl. I am from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Oh boy, I don't know. I do lots of things. I'm an actor. I'm a writer. I'm an artist. I'm a I'm an asshole, you know, I'm just, uh, 
I do a lot of things. I got a lot. I've got my fingers in a lot of different pots, as it were. Yeah. Or pies, not pots. Whatever the saying is. <laughs> well, yeah. like Winnie the Pooh would have had his hands in pots. That's true. Yeah. So I guess in that sense, I am very much like Winnie the Pooh. You know, <laughs> I like to say, "Oh, bother!" and get my hands caught in uh, honey jars and things like that. Uh, that's cute. Yeah. Well, anyway, so. Um... <laughs> So, this quarantine, how is it treating you? Not so bad. Just going to interject for a moment and say that if you haven't been watching Ellen DeGeneres' Instagram, she was, like, calling her friends, like, Jennifer Aniston, and I I think I talked... Actually, I'm just going to shut up now. I was editing, and then I realized... That we talk about it later. But this <laughs> moment with Joe is like that moment where you're like, the music stops because you're like, oh yeah, like, how's the quarantine treating you? Like, expecting the other person to be like, oh, this sucks. And they're like, not bad. This is great. And you're like, oh. And that, that's my music stop sound. And I mean, I didn't necessarily feel that way, but my lower self so to speak may have yeah for me yeah uh i'm doing i'm doing well uh, i'm not sick at all which is good i have uh i have type 1 diabetes um so it's it's pretty it would be pretty bad if i got sick um so i'm i'm very grateful i've no uh illnesses at all no symptoms i'm feeling very healthy um you know it's definitely lonely yeah uh, for sure <laughs> Me creeping in like, yeah, Joe, it is lonely. <laughs> but I do want to take a second to say that I um, there is so much gratitude to be had uh, for when you realize that you aren't sick or, or you um, you know that that's the bottom line that I that we all need to focus on. So I hope that th- my higher self comes through in that. Okay, I'm going to stop now. Enjoy the show. <laughs> sure. I'm, I mean, I'm, a, I'm an introverted person, um, which may, I guess, surprise some people that don't, that know me, but like don't know me that well. Because mm-hmm. um, I do have a, a public persona of like an artist and an actor. Uh, but I prefer, you know, to be uh, uh, intro- on my own or amongst uh, small groups of close friends. Uh, so this is, you know, I'm, I'm pretty well equipped for uh, a situation where I'm forced to be on my own for hours at, at, at a time. Uh, but it is definitely lonely, you know, not having really any uh, contact with yeah. you know, friends in the outside world for sure, yeah. Well, I mean, I have to be honest. Like, right now, tonight, like, I feel like nighttime's hard for me. I don't know what it is, but, like, it gets, like, I all day, I'm like, okay, like, go about my business, everything's normal, and then it gets yeah. dark, and then I get, like, sad, like, not, yeah. like, not all the time, like, I don't want to, but, like, sometimes, like, I'm just sleeping at weird times, and then, like, um, but I think today, and, like, I don't know. I hate, like, I was gonna cancel this again uh-huh. because I'm like, okay, I don't know if you're in the right mindset, but I figured that it was, like, a good time for me to actually do it because I'm, like, not necessarily, like, in the right mindset. But, yeah. um, but, you know, so I definitely, um, I'm gonna talk to you about your mental health struggles, but I'm just, like, personally feeling right now, like, the loneliness. Uh, and like just the like uh it's been like three weeks now and so um and then i looked at the uh cdc map um of the united states uh and it was just like not good um yeah like obviously like the worst and like obviously we know this and we know like what's happening and like we're, there's enough articles to, like, have already made us all aware, but, like, to actually see the map turn just, like, red 
is so scary. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm personally having a moment. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I think nighttime certainly, I think in general, just exasperates feelings of loneliness because it's just, you know, it's dark, the sun isn't out, and you don't, like, have, um, I don't know, just, like, that escape of, like, being able to, like, look out your window and see, yeah. like, pretty flowers or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I definitely feel that um I, I i don't know i think i'm weird in a way where i i'm much more of a night owl anyway i, yeah. I stay up late regardless of uh whether there's a quarantine or not um so i like i do a lot of my work at like after 11 o'clock at night so, so this um, is your like good time yeah 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 so i'm so you're, because that's the thing is, like, so a lot of times that's what happens is, like, people are, are, will be like, oh, let's do it at night. And then I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like, but if we do it at 8 a.m. when I yeah, haven't had, like, days. for me. Yeah, but, yeah, but, like, so anyway, I do want to ask. So let me get into this by asking you, like, if you want to talk about your, like, mental health struggles or things you've overcome in your life. Yeah, of course. Yes. I I could do that. Okay, go ahead. Oh, where do I start? I don't know. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Well, like why like why you have you struggled with mental health things? Please know for people who are thinking about being on the show and being interviewed that I've known Joe for long enough to kind of uh, poke and prod and understand, uh, you know, where, yeah, so I'm not always so, uh, blunt, but old friends. Yes, uh, certainly. I, I dealt with a, uh, a pretty, a pretty bad, uh, case of depression for, uh, a number of years, um, and, and very recently as well. Uh, so, so I've, I've definitely had, um, some pretty bad depression in the past, uh, probably about 10 years ago or so I went through a, a really bad stretch of time, yeah. um, you know, around college, uh, I was, I had gotten my, um, diagnosis of, uh, type one diabetes, um, and that really kind of, yeah, it was right before my 21st birthday, and it was, you know, I was just feeling physically very um, bad, obviously. But that's not a fun uh, diagnosis to get, um, you know, when you're kind of moving on to the first big part of your adult life, you know, turning 21. And it's supposed to be this this huge, um, you know, cornerstone in, in your life. Um, and to have, you know, to get a diagnosis like that, you know, something that will forever impact you was kind of rough and I didn't take it well for, for, for a long time. And it kind of, uh, yeah. And at the same time, I also had gotten diagnosed with, uh, Crohn's disease. Um, so it all kind of propped yeah. up at once. It was, uh, it was just like a lot of things going on and, and it really, really messed me up for a long, long time. I think I was, I was pretty, pretty depressed for about two to three years. And, you know, thankfully, I, I was able to rely on some support of, of my friends and my family, and was able to get through it, and uh, got to the other side, and things were things were really good. Um, and then recently, I, I'd just been dealing with a, a pretty, a pretty. It wasn't certainly not as bad as it was. Um, yeah. I think I'm much better equipped to handle my depression now. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that I can't still get depressed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I definitely went through a depression recently. You know, I had uh, lost my job and was having a hard time finding new work. So definitely was having to kind of find my own, you know, self-worth in not having like work. It, it's really hard, I think, when, you know, in this... Um, uh, what's the word in this society, I suppose of like, you know, where a capitalist society where your worth is like, t uh, your self-worth is like tied to economic, uh, stability and 
your your job yeah. um it's it's kind of hard to put that aside and be like well just because i'm not uh working i don't have a job right now doesn't mean that i can't still contribute in other ways and feel important and uh fulfilled because you certainly can and you certainly do just because you you don't have a job doesn't mean that you aren't worthy of uh everything that life has to offer you um which was tough to try and you know motivate yourself to do but i i think i you know, I did. Uh, I, I I did find work and find a new job. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely was was dealing with some some pretty serious depression for uh, probably about three or four months that I only recently have gotten out of. But yeah. So, what were some of the ways that you did? Like, you were able to kind of find like those little bouts of motivation, I guess, like the little things. Yeah. Uh, hmm, that's a good question. I think a lot of it just stemmed from, I think, trying to find worth in, you know, in myself of, of like looking at things that I, uh, a big thing that I, one of my big hobbies now is, um, Dungeons and Dragons is, is something that I've recently got back into. I played a little bit, uh, when I first started college, but I've, uh, the past couple of years I've gotten back into it heavily and, um, I do that once a week with my friends, and uh, I, I, like, run the game for them. And they always really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and they always are, are very uh, complimentary towards towards what I, like, put into it. So, like, that's been a huge uh, outlet and focus for me. It's like, oh, I can put my time into this, and I know that it's going to be rewarding because my friends tell me that they like it. Yeah. And that makes me feel good about myself. So it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's something I can do that I know is going to make me feel better yeah. um, and also make my friends feel better. Uh, and that's, like, the most rewarding thing is, like, being able to make your friends feel good when you're not feeling good. It's like that's the biggest, like, hit of um, – serotonin you can get is like oh i'm not happy right now but my friends are happy and they're happy with me so it's like oh wait this is great this is a wonderful thing that i can do so so that was definitely that's definitely been something i can rely on and, and also just i think in general just being creative um you know for me writing you know i'm not a, a great artist but i like to sketch so so doing uh, uh sketching and uh listening listening to music is, is also really huge so um i feel like you're a good like artist what's that i think you're a good artist oh thank you i appreciate that you're welcome yeah i mean i i, I don't like to i don't know it's it's our art is more like just like a hobby for me yeah I don't like to, yeah i don't like to yeah but i'm okay i'm okay yes i, I certainly <laughs> I'm better than a first grader, for uh, at the very least. So I can hang my so head wait, on So you're that. the storyteller? What's that? You're the storyteller for D&D? Uh, yes, the dungeon master, which is essentially a storyteller, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. It is cool. It's do the you best. Make, like, do you make uh, different, like, do you get theatrical about it? Oh, yeah, I, I get, yeah, definitely, which is great, you know. As a as a actor as a performer, you can't always uh, perform like it's just yeah. the, that's how theater goes. Is like there isn't a theater always happening. Um, but that D and D is a, a great way for me to use that creative uh, side of me because I get to do different voices for characters and you know like physically embody uh the characters so it's a really good uh use of my uh performing that's cool but yeah it's awesome I, I love that and it's certainly not something like every uh dungeon master will do is like do voices you don't have to do that but it's something i enjoy doing so i'll do it and you know i think my uh the people i do it for they really appreciate that uh sort of immersive little bit of you know, yeah. involved with voices and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I had to ask then you, uh, so you have, you had a depression and then you got out of the depression and yeah. then, uh, there was a global pandemic. Yeah. So great timing. Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of funny. Yeah. That, uh, that, yeah, and it wasn't a very uh, long period of time that I got out of my depression <laughs> to when this whole uh, uh, health crisis started. So it's, it was uh, 
a bit of fun timing for me to be like, oh man, I'm feeling so much better. And, are you and then the world starts uh, falling apart. But yeah. Do you still feel better? I do. Yeah. I, I think um, in a way it was good that I kind of came out of my depression when I did because I feel, you know, I feel really good about myself and I don't have to worry about myself in a way that I'm able to help others who aren't feeling so great about themselves right now, which is totally understandable. Um, You know, this is uh, a really, I think certainly for our generation and I think probably most people alive right now, this (laughs) is the worst thing we've ever had to live through. Yeah. Without a doubt, this is like, this is really shitty time to uh to be alive and have to experience it it's so uncertain and scary and so there are a lot of people who haven't had to deal with the feelings that they're having right now yeah that you know i have had some of those feelings that they're having right now and to be able to help guide my friends and even people who aren't my friends just acquaintances people that um so are you comfortable sharing what you mean like what feelings uh i think there's a i there's i think a lot of like hopelessness there's a lot of dread there's a lot of sadness and anxiety that i think people are experiencing which are all a lot of what i go through in my depression certainly anxiety and feelings of dread those are, are two big ones for me. I, I often, and, and like worthlessness, worthlessness is really strong. I don't know if that's quite the word, but. Mm, like it doesn't matter if you stay or go kind of thing. Yeah. yeah In the but eyes also of like, others. Yeah, that, for mm. sure. And like, oh, I'm just like not contributing anything. Yeah. So like, what is, what does it matter? You know, right. what does anything matter? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, like, those are our big feelings that I will have. It's like, oh, you know, I don't I don't matter, you know, what I'm doing here. It's uh, nothing, it doesn't matter that I'm around, stuff like that. Um, so those are feelings that I am, <laughs> you know, comfortable living in, have, have had uh, a lot of experience with that. And yeah. I think that there's a lot of that going on and just um, unease about, you know, what happens if we get through it. Or if we are going to get through it. I think there's a lot of people that are certainly feeling anxious that we're not going to get through it. Or that they personally, um, they're going to get sick and they're going to die. And, and yeah. you know, do. And, and that's so, yeah, like it's, yeah. I, you know, I see a lot of like, you know, celebrities on Instagram being like, everything's going to be fine and we're great and you shouldn't feel sad. And it's like, fuck that. Like, no, you should be sad and you should like it's fine to be sad and scared and anxious but i think the most important thing is like to have those feelings but also what i think is really important i think what i try to do in my life now um is just attack everything from a point of like compassion and love is that's the only way we're going to get through it it's okay to be anxious and it's okay to be scared and it's okay to be angry, too. Like, it sucks that the government hasn't, like, been well prepared for this. And, like, it makes me mad. I'm mad about it. But there are so many people that are being affected by this. It makes me genuinely very angry. But I don't think the anger is, is going to uh, – it's not good to live in that anger. And it's good to, you know, see the people that are being affected by it and just give as much love as you can to those that need it. Because that's one way that you can always help is just, like, be compassionate for people that are going through some tough shit. Yeah. 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 (laughs) All of that. Yeah. So, (laughs) so what is it like to be, um, you know, type 1 diabetic and living through a global pandemic? Hmm. I think, I don't know, that's interesting. I, I don't really think about my diabetes, to be honest. Yeah. Um, do you I want mean, me to I, not I ask? do and I don't. Like, it's a, like, I'm always, it's, I'm always thinking about it, but yeah. then, like, I'm not, just because it's such a routine part of my life now that it's not something that I focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think in times of like a pandemic like this or a global health crisis is, you know, you definitely have to think about it. It's like, okay, how will this affect um, my illness moving forward? If I do get sick, how can I prevent me getting sick? Things like that. So like in a way, yeah, like I, I, I have been thinking about it. Um, just taking extra steps to be cautioned, you know, really taking social distancing seriously, yeah. making sure that I don't go around people um, or places that are affected with the with the uh, the, the disease. Um, yeah, just, just... and I hope you don't mind I asked you that. No, not at all. I'm I'm I think uh-huh. you know I'm a pretty open book. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so yeah, I I, I haven't really. Uh, been thinking about it in that way too much. I think in general, living with type one diabetes sucks. Like there's no, yeah. there's no way around it. It's not fun. Like I wish I didn't have it. It's it's not it's not a fun disease that I would wish on anybody. Yeah. Um, but it's certainly manageable um, and something that you know, for the most part, I don't think too much about. Um, and I don't I don't. Uh, you know, pity myself that I have it or, or feel bad about myself because I'm diabetic. There's, I can live a totally normal life, and I certainly have. Yeah, that's uh, good. I feel. It, like... I mean, it's it's definitely scary. Yeah. Uh, you know, to think about like if I get sick, it. You know, chances are it might be it for me. Um. So you know, that's that's scary to think about. Um, <laughs> so I just try not to think about that. Cause... And now I feel like I just made you think about it. Well, no, not really. Like, it's, oh my Lord. again, it's, it's just like something that's always going to be there. Like, this is so delicate. It's not. I mean, it's not like personally with you. I just mean like even just talking about a pandemic sometimes is just yeah. like really, really fragile because it's For like, sure. like you don't like, it's just like in the back of our minds, like the elephant in the room is just like, okay, like the storm is coming. Like, what's the damage going to be like when it? comes through and like when does it end and so but then like I you I have these concerns but then it's like to bring them up to people sometimes doesn't feel like it's like helpful to the conversation because it's like well why are you gonna go and spread fear into somebody else like why don't you just like you know do the best that you can and like not make other people worry about things so like it is just such a weird thing because we're like isolating but also like we're trying to like isolate maybe our feelings in ways there are times where like I do feel like a little bit you know I talk to like my therapist and she's uh she's just like you know there's gonna be times where you're gonna have hard times and like I know who you are as a person I know you like want to like be there for everybody but like you need to, like, be, like, so, what, like, I don't know, though, like, it's, like, hard, because, yeah. like, you don't really want to call up, like, your friend in the middle of the night and be, like, hey, um, everyone might die, and, like, sure. I don't, <laughs> but, but also, I mean, I think it is, I think especially during times like this, it's okay to do that, yeah, um, because, you know, everybody is feeling that, yeah, um, and, it can be kind of cathartic to just like be like, shit, we might all, someone we we know might die from this and it's going to be scary and that sucks. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I said, like it's okay to feel like that and it's okay to get <laughs> sad about it. Um, because I think everybody is. Here we um, are, and you're just comforting me on my own podcast. I'm sorry. Well, that's what I want to do, you know? Um, <laughs> you're my friend, and I love you, and I want to make sure that you're taken care of. And it's okay to feel a little bit sad and scared. That's all right. Hey. It doesn't matter that it's a podcast. Hey. So... <laughs> So, do you have any questions about, like, mental health that you want to ask? Oh, God. Uh... <laughs> I think I was supposed to tell you this ahead of time. I think so. <laughs> that's okay. Um, <laughs> Fuck. That's okay. Um, <laughs> well, is there anything, I guess, that, you know... You, you certainly had your struggles with mental <laughs> health. 
Um, how is it affecting? How is it affecting your mental health? Like, how do you feel <laughs> outside of you know what we just talked about? I suppose. No, that's fine. Um, I don't know. It's so weird. Like, I have a whole range of emotions, and I feel like a lot of times I'm not really concerned because I don't go out and so like I've been kind of quarantined for a while so I'm just like okay like that's fine but um yeah it just kind of kind of comes in like times like working from home can be kind of tough because like now I'm not getting like a change of environment and um I try to do things like go for walks and runs and stuff like that but it's just, like, there's just an eeriness, like, in, I just feel weird, you know, like, I'm just kind of, like, okay, this is, like, a new world we have to, like, navigate, but, you know, I, I'm also, like, oh, my lord, like, I don't, like, usually I want to paint, and I don't really want to do that, or, like, I've done it too much, and I'm just, like, not, so I guess at this point, I'm just, like, it's not that I don't have things to do. It's, like, kind of, like, I'm having a hard time motivating myself to yeah, do things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I yeah, I mean, I'm trying to be, like, easy on myself and just be, like, okay, like, this is, you know, uh, a huge, like, change in the world that none of us expected. So it's mm-hmm. just going to be, like, some time before we can see where all of the pieces fall. So, like might as well just like ride out the emotions and like all of the drama and the chaos until like we find out how it kind of settles and when it settles and like until then it's just kind of like doing what we're doing and like accepting it I guess yeah do you think you're able to kind of like separate the general like thoughts that we've been talking about of like you know just the general sense of like uh anxiety and and fear about you know what's going on from um the thoughts that stem from your uh uh, mental uh, health issues at all do you think i feel like well i definitely feel like when i got sick like a week like i got sick two weeks ago and i had like flu like symptoms and that was that was tough because I definitely had the symptoms and they were very, they were real, but like my, um, fever didn't go like that high. And like my, like, I don't the I don't know. It was just such a like weird, like kind of like I was sick, but like not totally sick. And if it was not coronavirus world, then I would have just probably gone to work about my yeah. business and like, that would have been that. I just probably would have been like, okay, I feel shitty for a few days, get over it. But because of like, you know, everything happening, then like, I don't, I don't want to say that like, it was like my anxiety amplified it. And I definitely don't want to take away from like the fact that I felt symptoms because I did. Um, But I will say that, uh, yeah, like I definitely had some moments of like panic and just like, whoa like what if I have this and like who have I been in contact with and like what do I need to do and like I need to get water and like I I think I did feel um definitely very worried about that and then once that was kind of over then I was like I don't feel so much anxiety. It's just kind of like this weird like being trapped in your house like and I'm really trying to, like, keep it in context because, like, at Wisconsin, you know, like, yeah, yeah, and no, I was I just, like, alone a lot then, and um, you definitely have, like, helped me through that, but, like, uh-huh. I just feel like it's not reminiscent of that, but it's just, like, almost, like, just this weirdness of, like, yeah, not, like, but having interactions. There's, there's, like, shades of, of that. Yeah. You know, a situation like that that do sort of bleed into what's going on now. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's interesting, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I do honestly feel like honestly, like at the end of the day, I have to give myself a lot of credit. Like I feel like I honestly feel like I'm like in a really good place, like mental health wise. Like Uh these things, like I feel like the things I'm processing, like I'm processing them in a healthy way. And so like I don't feel like 
Whereas I was in Wisconsin, like not always the healthiest coping mechanisms. Um, and like, it's not like that anymore. Uh, so that's a good thing. And so there are times like throughout this whole thing where I felt like really good about myself and I'm just like, okay, like this is nice, you know, but yeah, yeah, it's just like a strange, strange thing. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, another question that I had for you then is um, what, like, what link is there between mental health and theater? Uh, in what way? Well, like, anyway, like, just, like, do you feel like, um, like, whether it's, like, the way you incorporate mental, like, I guess your own mental health, like, do you think that there's, like, any link in your acting? Like, do you... Um, I think it's definitely helpful, um, to be, yeah, definitely. I think it's, it's a great, um, uh, way to be able to express emotions maybe that you're going through, um, in a very healthy manner and in a safe way to do it. Um, yeah, I, I think that there have been, you know, times where I've been going through, um, you know, kind of episodes with my depression or my anxiety um, where I'm, you know, have all these emotions that are pent up and to be able to bring that into a space where I'm able to just let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, let it maybe... go. Let it go. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. I could just go onto the stage and sing <laughs> Frozen and things are going to be okay. No, but definitely like channeling some of those anxieties and putting them into characters and and, and getting all of it out is it, it can be so yeah such a cathartic feeling and such a release yeah it's, it's such a yeah it's, it's a really wonderful way I think um to process emotions well I you know? also have to wonder though like if you're playing a part like you have to really think about how that character's feeling right yeah yeah and then like you have to somehow like have the audience like know that too yeah and i think you know that's a really good way to spot a good actor is you know if you leave the text aside like what they're saying and just how they're emoting like how they're feeling that's how you can spot a really good actor is if it's coming from an emotionally honest place um which is a really tough thing to do it's hard to be uh emotionally honest when you're not (laughs) being yourself I think Uh, and you know to be able to tap into a character that is just words on a page and making that feel real and the only way that you can it's a bit of like a weird uh, adaptation of like taking just words and making it real is you have to inject your own feelings into it while not feeling those feelings but drawing but like drawing on things that you've experienced in your life yeah, I, I can... How do you make yourself cry when you're not sad? You are sad. But how are you sad if you're happy? <laughs> well, I think, A, being able to like cry on command is a very special skill that not a lot of people have. I don't think I can really cry on command. I can draw up emotion um, pretty well, but crying on command is like a whole different thing but it's you know you it's different for i think all actors you can a lot of people just think about a sad memory mm-hmm. something they went through that was hard and again it doesn't have to be like you're imagining you're going through this thing again but you can imagine like what you felt when you were going through it and just try and channel that and again if it's coming from a place of emotional honesty in a scene and and you're working with people who are also open and emotionally honest you can just feed off each other you know the emotion that you're feeling on stage is really raw and it's really real that you can really come from a a, a true place of emotionality I, i suppose but there are other people who are just like able it's just like they can do it on command and they don't really have to be sad. They can just, like, make themselves cry, which is a really cool thing. Um, and it also doesn't make it any less honest than what other people are doing. It's just a skill that, 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 that people can, um, can tap into. Do you think Leonardo DiCaprio can cry on demand? I don't know. I, I, I feel like he can't, to be honest. 
Yeah, I I don't. Well, here's uh here's the thing. I'm not actually a big fan of Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, really? But tell us uh, why. I I just don't I just don't connect with him. I I don't uh, know. He's a good actor. I don't think he's a bad actor. I just don't like him. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Not that I don't like him. I don't know. I you guess I have a complicated careful. relationship with Leo. This is What's gonna, that? I, this is gonna go famous, and Leo's gonna hear this. And um, yeah, this is the one that's gonna go. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm going to be quite honest with you. I, uh, I don't know. Like if I didn't have some, you know, very human, normal female urges and happiness when I see Leo's uh-huh. face, then He's maybe I would Like there's really no denying like... that. Like Leo's fucking hot. So I just think, but I also think, I think he rocked it in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Yeah. And yeah. He's a great actor. He's a really good actor. Like, I don't think he's a bad actor. I just want to say that. I just, he's just like not in my top, you know, I don't know, 50 top actors. So like, he just doesn't do it for me. There's there's a disconnect there. What do you but think, I think he's very good. What, what do you think the mental health component is of you not liking Liam? <laughs> God, well, I'm sure it's a little bit of jealousy, I'm sure. <laughs> like, that's definitely got to play into it. <laughs> He's very successful and very good-looking, and people like him. Those are all things that I wish I had. <laughs> so there, I'm sure there's a little bit of that in it. So, so like, how do you, like what, do you, what have you been doing to, like, occupy your days? You said you played D&D. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of that. I've been, I've been playing the Animal Crossing, the video game. <laughs> I'm playing a lot of that. That's been. Um, uh, I've been listening to. Uh, I've been going through my entire record collection. That's nice. Um, I'm, I'm. I just started the other day, but I'm trying to like pick one artist and go through their entire catalog that I have. Yeah. Just listen to all their music. Today was in uh, uh, the National. Nice. listening to them on my record player all day and that's been really nice um i've been doing some sketching and yeah just uh some reading that's about it it's been taking a lot of naps <laughs> did you did you see the like thing that ellen degeneres keeps like posting where she calls her friends and she's like it's like she'll call like Jen- I like I feel like this is very celeb packed, which is not what I really had like planned, but here we are, and um, she like calls like Jennifer Aniston and like a bunch of other people, and like she'll be like, "What are you doing?" And they'll be like, "Oh, you know, just like cleaning," and then, you know, like that's how I feel at this point. Like it's just like even when you reach out to people, it's like, "What are you doing?" Uh, working from home. Okay, like, text me when you're done. Okay, what are you doing? Uh, not working from home <laughs> anymore. Yeah. There's a whole lot of nothing going on right now. Yeah, which isn't a terrible thing. Like, uh-uh. it's like, um, I kind of feel like a dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like a dog a lot of the time. I kind of have, like, a very dog-like energy, I think. Not like a... Not like an energetic dog, but like just like one of those dogs that you see, like just wandering like a around. Basset hound. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I feel like that's my general vibe. So I feel very dog-like. Yeah. Certainly my dog. Well, like I found this dog the other day that looked like it. Like it was a Shih Tzu, like Bella. Okay. Bella's not a Shih Tzu. What is she? She's a Lhasa Apso. Oh my lord, I've known that. Anyway, this dog was something, and uh, it was so sweet, and I, like, carried it all the way home, and, like, I was, like, gonna, I found the owners and stuff, but, like, before I was able to find the owners, this sweet, loving dog that I found and was so nice to pick up and be carried home, Got into my apartment and like I'm not lying, like humped the shit out of me and like I'm not but like it was like intense, Joe. Like I had scratches on my legs and like meanwhile like my friends are like 
like people are texting me and they're like well what if the dog has coronavirus i'm like okay well i'm just gonna say like if this dog has coronavirus like i have it too like it's too late like I just, there's nothing i can do but like i literally am like on the top of my couch like at the highest point in my apartment and the dog and I'm scared because I don't know like if it's gonna bite and I'm like how did this sweet dog just like turn into this so I'm like facetiming like my stepmom I'm like I don't know what to do like and um it was like a very interesting time yeah (laughs) I think maybe the lesson is don't bring in stray dogs to your house (laughs) perhaps I know but I needed to find the owners I get it (laughs) do you though I do (laughs) yeah so yeah uh, that was a little bit like my I took some chances and so then I've also been thinking like that like the phrase like I'll take a chance on you is like gonna have like a whole new meaning because like if you're dating somebody and you just meet them and then you have to meet in person like you're essentially taking like a very big chance yeah it's true yeah the dating scene i don't even know what's going on there right now (laughs) i don't know dude it's rough yeah (laughs) i don't know i don't know either i mean i don't think there is one and like i was watching i like this i don't know who she was like some kind of social media influencer and like she was like asking like, a therapist that I follow, she was, like, they were doing that linked up, like, Instagram thing. Uh, she, like, asked the therapist that I follow, like, what do you do if a guy isn't texting you back? <laughs> what'd she say? Well, first of all, like, I'm just, oh, she said... She said, which is good, because I don't have to say it myself. Uh. She was like, listen, like, at this time, like, you don't know who is getting sick and who's not getting sick and who has, like, family that's getting sick and who's losing their job and, like, blah, blah, blah. So, like, maybe, like, don't worry too much about, like, who's, like, texting you back or not. That's good advice. I thought it was very good advice. Yeah. But then the yeah, the girl was just like, but we are getting along so well. <laughs> She's really worried about herself in that situation though. She needs to be open to others. I mean like I get it, but like it's only been like three weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. Anyway, I'm getting a little delirious here. Mm. Do you, uh, I guess another question I can ask you is what keeps you holding on when times are tough? Like, when you are in those depressed states, like, what keeps you here? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a pretty good question. I guess... You know, I think I've been through a lot in my life. You know, with my diabetes, I almost died three times from it. I've come mm-hmm. pretty close to not being here anymore. Some um, NDEs, near-death experiences. NDEs, yeah, uh, for sure. I've had a, a, a few of those. And uh, I've felt about as bad as a person can feel, you know, as, yeah. as like close to death and you know, in a way, it's almost a good thing because it really does, um, you know, you hear people talk all about, it, about it all the time that have near-death experiences or, or who get really sick or who have, you know, attempted suicide and, and, and failed um, but come back out on the other side and said, you know, it actually ended up being a really great thing because it does make you appreciate how uh, great life can be and yeah. all the wonderful things that you have to live for and I really feel the same way um even you know in my last depressive episode I never was suicidal or anything like that it was just you know a general feeling of of really really sadness and and you know more more self-worth than anything else um but it was never like you know I was always able to see 
the, the really good things that I have in my life um, and that the world has to offer me. So in, in that regard, you know, I, I do sort of count myself lucky to have experienced those lows to see all the highs that the world has to offer. Um, so like that definitely is something that I cling to, you know, no matter how tough shit yeah. gets for me, I've, I've kind of stared death down and I, and I know how bad it can get. Um, and usually the things that I'm going through aren't that bad. So that's, uh, for me, something that I can kind of hold on to. And also just, um, yeah, I, I'm a really loving person and I really believe in the power of love and how much it can help other people. Yeah. And just like the sort of like the idea and the feeling of love and being loved and to um, be able to give your love to others, I think is a really uh, special and beautiful thing. And to be able to feel that love coming from your friends and your family and, um, you know, your partners and significant others to feel that is uh, one of the most wonderful things that we can experience. So I think in times of uh, great distress, uh, love for me is something that I really, uh, really, uh, hold on to and give out to others. It's, a something that I really, uh, yeah, it's, it's my big thing. I love love. It's, so I have to ask then, like for all of the people sitting at home with shriveled up hearts that don't understand what love is, sure. how, like, what are some things that they can do to give love? Oh boy. Well, I mean, I once, if, if dear listener, if you're listening with a shriveled up heart, I was once you, uh, I used to be <laughs> extremely cynical and, and, uh, closed off and emotionally, uh, behind a wall and Monica can tell you all about that. Um, but now I'm a very, um, now I'm, I'm very open and honest with my feelings and, uh, yeah, I, I don't know a good way to just, uh, feel love and to give love is literally just telling someone that you love, you love them. Yeah. Like tell your, tell your mom or your dad or your, your guardian or your best friend, just be like, Hey, I love you. And chances are, they love you too, and they'll say it back. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, that feels great when <laughs> you give love and you receive it. Um, that's a really easy way, and that's like level one. That is <laughs> easiest way. If you're feeling bad, be like, "Hey, I love you." They'll say, "I love you back." That's great. Then you can start spreading it out, maybe to people that you're not so close with, that you wouldn't normally say "I love you" to. Someone you work with, maybe that you that is your friend that you wouldn't say I love you to. Tell them that you love them. They'll probably say that they love you back, and that's great. Yeah. It's like, oh wow, now I have this great connection with someone I didn't think I had. And then just like to someone you don't even know on the street, you're walking around, just be like, hey, I love you. Are you serious? Don't do it in a weird way. Don't like go up to like somebody and like be respectful and. But yeah, just tell people that you love them, and it almost always is uh, a really good feeling to have someone okay. tell you that. Okay, wait, like you had me all the way until the last one. So yeah. have you done that? Yeah. You've told strangers on the street that I you love them. I have told strangers on the street that I love them. And if what I'm having happened? Like a shitty day, if I'm having like a shitty day, and it's not like a walk, like if I'm, I don't know. It's it's not like I walk out, I like see someone. I'm like, this is the person I'm gonna tell them. And I'm not judging you. I'm not trying to be creepy. I'm not feeling judged. I'm just letting you know. (laughs) Yeah, you could you could just tell someone like, hey, I'm having a bad day. I hope you have a great day. I just want to let you know I love you, and I hope things turn out well for you. Oh wow, that's so nice. Yeah, see, that's a nice thing to hear. Wow. Yeah. So it's not like you're going up to someone and just saying, I love you, and then, like, walking away. It doesn't have to be that. And you shouldn't do that, because that's generally a pretty <laughs> creepy thing. It's like if someone just approaches you, like, wide-eyed and unblinking, and like, I love you. That's like, what, I... <laughs> what, the, what the fuck is this person doing? You know, I... like, if you just, like, do a kind, uh, like, a kind thing for a stranger, pay for their coffee or something. Yeah, I, I like was thinking like if I because no because honestly with who I am like I literally would like be walking by somebody and be like I love you. <laughs> yeah, probably not the best way to do that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. 
I'm like, you know, sometimes like guys don't really like it if you say I love you too soon. Either. Oh well, fuck that. Guys are that's uh, a whole other conversation about masculinity and what it means to be a man. Men should be able to tell and be told that they love each other all the time. Yeah. Tell your bros if you're a bro out there. Tell your bros that you love them. It's okay <laughs> to cry if you're a bro. It's all good. Bros cry too. Let it happen. Be a man. Tell someone you love them. Be a man. Yeah. 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 And also, I should say, that's that's not for everybody, like, telling a stranger that you love them. You don't have to do that. But tell someone that you love that you love them. That'll feel nice for you. It's always good to just say I love you. Yeah. I feel like Mr. Rogers would approve. That's one of my guys. Love Mr. Rogers. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, he he uh, he did things with kindness. That's all you got to do. He did. Do you have any other questions for me? Uh, none off the top of my dome. No. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I didn't do my best today. You don't? I think you did a great job. All right. Well, thank you. I, this has been, well, we've been talking for like an hour. It felt like 15 minutes. I can't even <laughs> hours got that. You've done a very good job. You shouldn't feel bad. You did great. This is this is going to be your best episode yet. The it listens is. on this thing are going to go through the roof. The comments are going to be like, I can't believe Monica did so well. She was so well prepared. And it was such a free-flowing conversation. It felt like a conversation between two old friends. That's what it felt like. <laughs> Yo, I just feel like one day, like, it's going to be, like, 2067, and um, you're going to, like, we're going to, like, be at a kitchen table, and um, your knees are going to be bad, and you're going to be wearing... Well, the- my knees are already bad. It doesn't have to wait until 2067. We're in 2020, baby, and that's, uh, <laughs> we're in that reality now, but go ahead. And you're going to be wearing the same, like, believe in love pin. <laughs> yeah, you're damn right I will. Oh, man, but there's going to be coffee involved. I know that much. That is, again, this is a reality that we are already living in. I have bad knees. I wear my love pin, and I drink coffee all the time. Really? Yeah. All right, well, then we're set. Here we are. The future's (laughs) looking good. We can have another podcast episode then and talk about (laughs) what it was like to live through the pandemic. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining the show. Of course, Monica. I love you. Oh, I love you, too. Oh, it's so nice. good to get your perspective, and I'm glad you're still with us. I am glad I'm still with us, too. And I'm glad you're still with us as well. All right. I'm going to stop recording now. Okay. Me, too. Okay. Oh, bye. Bye. Well, thanks for hanging in with me through that. I felt a little bit goofy with this episode, especially because I was feeling a little bit vulnerable, mainly because when I do these interviews, I like to really be there for other people. And at this time, I was not feeling my necessary best, and I'm just not the kind of person that can really mask that well. Um, maybe other people can kind of push that underneath their surface and just kind of uh, get through their work as best they can. But for me, I just tend to really say how I feel, which is maybe how I got to having a podcast about feelings. Um <laughs> But anyway, I hope that you enjoyed this because I did. I needed to laugh and I needed to speak with someone who really understood. A friend that could kind of laugh with me through it and tell me that it was okay to be scared. And um, I think it's important that we have friends like that. But I also think it's important that we are friends like that. Uh, So sometimes when 
it is easy to kind of shove the phone away and, you know, we definitely should put our phones down sometimes. Maybe, you know, maybe that that friend is reaching out and you don't really have the energy at that point to pick it up and listen to what may be perceived as negativity. Perhaps that friend can really benefit from having an ear, so... um my recommendation for you this week is to, as Joe uh, said, you know, tell somebody that you love them. And uh, I think that's a, certainly a really great way to put some love into a world that desperately needs it. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of How We Get By. Uh, the music that you hear at the beginning and the end of the episode is by Joe Burke. You can find his music on um, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you can stream music. Um, you could also check out his band camp and maybe uh, toss him a few dollars for his music. Um, that's always a great way to give back to the community. I think that's it. If you have any questions or comments for me, please feel free to send me an email at howwegetby.podcast at gmail.com. Um, I'm always looking for one-time donations to help me with equipment and um, really the time that it takes to put this together. So donations are always welcome, but um, you know, never expected. I definitely hope that everybody is hanging in there and being safe, healthy, and happy. I know it's tough to have to wear a mask all the time, but I'm just channeling my inner Lady Gaga, and I'm going to make the cutest mask that I can. Okay. I hope you have a great week. (laughs) 